Hello and welcome. I'm Dr. Bryant, and today's motivational aim targets identifying a target. In previous podcast episodes, I've had the opportunity to go over some presentation tips for higher education students. And although one's presentation will not be absolutely perfect, the goal is to get as close to doing your best and to get to perfection as possible. I've gone over the importance of practicing presentations and following guidelines. And on today's podcast episode, I will address the importance of identifying a target. Now, there are a lot of students who have an issue with presenting before other people, and there's nothing wrong with being nervous. But what gets some people into a situation is although that they're nervous, they don't know where to look because they can't stand to look at people because it's no telling what they'll receive back, depending on somebody grunting at them, rolling their eyes at them, scrunching their face up, somebody yawning, or just to receive some type of facial expression that's not friendly and it's not encouraging for the person that's already nervous. For example, somebody could be nervous doing a presentation and then they look at someone in the audience And someone's face is just distorted. And when I say distorted, I'm saying their face is just scrunched up. And you have some people who will ignore you. You're presenting and they want to make it a point that they're going to show you that what you're doing doesn't matter. Who cares? So they roll their eyes or they get on their phone, they get on their smart device, they start writing Or they literally look out of a window. They look at you, then look out of a window like, this is just so boring, get over it. Some people do the darndest things. So if you're nervous and you're doing a presentation, the goal is to identify a target. Your first target is getting through the presentation. The second target is making sure you do well as you're getting through the presentation. And the third target is identifying something to look at opposed to looking at people if you have an issue with people rolling their eyes at you. Because some people will, as you're presenting, they could start laughing, chuckling, shaking their head, looking at you like they have disgust towards you. And then some people, if you are presenting in front of an enemy, somebody who opposes you, someone who doesn't like you, somebody who you just don't get along with, Some people have the audacity to look at you like they're going to intimidate you. So over time, of course, some people are nervous. But over time, you'll be able to identify the target and not just look at an object in the classroom so you can get through it. But you can just look straight at these people. If they want to play a game, you can look straight at them and present the whole time. You could do that. But that comes with practice. It comes with confidence that comes with resilience and that comes with just not caring about these people and what they think but that's you got to get to that point and of course you have those situations where you're presenting and somebody just gets up and just leaves now for the person who's presenting and they already having a confidence issue they already feel insecure they're already nervous They have all types of thoughts going in their mind of why somebody's face is scrunched up at them, why somebody's rolling their eyes, why somebody's ignoring them, 
why somebody just got up and left. And sometimes it has nothing to do with the person presenting. Sometimes it has nothing to do with you. In some cases, you'll see, okay, that person was disrespectful. But some cases where somebody's face scratched up, like I said, I think two episodes ago, they could have indigestion. They probably have some health issues going on that you don't know about. They probably roll their eyes. Some It could have been an eyelash in their eye. And they rolling their eyes trying to play it off because they just started to panic. Because they really need to get that eyelash out their eye. Somebody could have got it because they had a family emergency. Or they had to hurry up and go to the restroom. Somebody probably got on their phone because they had an emergency through a text message that they had to respond to. Somebody could be looking out the window because it could be a fight going on on campus. And they're looking like, oh, that caught their attention. It was a distraction. You just never know. It has nothing to do sometimes with you or your ability to present. And what happens is when you're nervous, when you're insecure, sometimes people pick up things that they shouldn't pick up. And even if people don't like you and you're presenting, who cares? That's their problem. That's their issue. It has nothing to do with you and what you need to present. So don't get overwhelmed. Don't feel like, oh my gosh, I just can't present. I cannot stand presenting in front of people. Sometimes people have those responses. But don't get overwhelmed like you can't do something. And don't lose your mind. Because some things aren't what they even seem. And the goal is to identify the target, which is completing the speech, as I previously stated. Complete the speech, complete the presentation to the best of your ability and follow every necessary guideline. And although the actions of others could make you feel as if you're boring or make you feel that you're doing a horrible job, don't allow the facial expressions or the actions of others dictate or serve as an indicator that you're not doing your best. So for the individuals who are nervous and they can't stand looking at people and they need to graduate to the point where when they present, they can look at people, one or a couple of tips that I'm going to provide is some things that you could possibly do to get through the presentation. Because some people, as I've stated just previously, they have an issue with looking at people and looking at people while they're presenting just really throws them off. So some tips and a few pointers I would like to throw out there to help or serve as some type of encouragement for somebody who's nervous when they're presenting is tip number one, find a central area of the room to look at while you're presenting. What I recommend is to go in the classroom that you'll be presenting when nobody's in there just to get an idea where you need to stand And then go in there and find an area where you can look, where you're looking towards the audience, but you're not necessarily looking at the audience. So if you are presenting before the class and there's a clock on the back wall in front of you, and it's in the center, it says at a central focused area, you can go in, present your presentation, but look at that clock. But when you're presenting, don't look at the clock like the clock is going to save your life. As if, oh my gosh, I have to look at this clock because that that's going to make somebody look very, it's going to look awkward. So 
what you want to do is look at the clock and then find another central area to look at where you can look at those areas back and forth casually and it's fluid and you're it's just flowing opposed to your eyes darting your head darting back and forth and that's where practicing comes into play um, tip number two is look between people so if you want to make it look like you're looking at people but you're not really looking at them you can look between people and when you do this the audience members could feel or assume that you're looking at someone but what you're doing is you're looking at people's backpacks on the desk. You're looking at somebody's shoulder. You're looking at somebody's jacket. You're not looking at the person directly, but you're facing them as you're presenting. But you're doing that all throughout the audience. So you're not just looking at one area. You look at a couple of spots that you just keep going to as you present. And this, what I'm saying, could be overwhelming, but when you practice it over and over again, it becomes natural. And then that's why I said you'll be able to graduate where you can look at people straight in their face, even if they're rolling their eyes. You can just focus on that person or focus on a couple of people. But that comes when you are practicing and then you're confident in yourself and when you just really don't care. I'm telling you, when you really just don't give a rat about what people are thinking, you get up there and present, you could be saying the wrong thing, like me. I could Sometimes I say the wrong stuff, but I'm so confident, and I sit down. <laughs> okay? So, it comes with practice. And if you're looking at, or looking between people, and your eyes end up looking at somebody, and they're looking crazy at you, and you get thrown off, just go back to the clock. Go back to the clock. Or if the door is behind the class where you're, it's not in front of you while you're presenting, you can look at the door. It depends on how the classroom is positioned. That's why I said you want to go in the classroom when no one's there so you can get an idea of where your targets are that you want to look at. Another tip, tip number three, is if you have a friend in class, focus on them. But make sure they aren't making you laugh because the whole presentation will throw you off. So let your friend know, man, I'm nervous. I'm going to look at you. You're going to be my target. I just need to look at somebody so I can get through this presentation. So encourage your friend or ask your friend, will you please sit in the middle of the class, the central area, so I can be looking at you while I present so I can get through this? And sometimes if you have a good friend, they'll tell you, okay, I'll do it. But that's an option. Tip number four is to look at the presentation or projection screen a smart device or your pieces of paper or note cards where, where you're presenting. If you are presenting something and you have to use a PowerPoint slide, keynote slides, or whatever it is, so you'll position yourself to look at the presentation board and then look at the clock. Or look at the presentation board and then look between people. Or look at the presentation board or look at your friend or your classmates who you're cool with. But like I said, it comes with practice where you get to the point where you can just look at the slides, look at the people, look at your notes, and it's just, it flows. It's no breaks. It's no hiccups. But it comes with practice. You're not going to be perfect, and you're not even going to be perfect when you get it down. So the bit, the thing is to exude confidence, resilience, and just know, do your best, and don't worry about what people think of you. Because when you focus on what people think of you, Sometimes that serves as a crutch, a stronghold, and it just holds you back. 
And tip number five is to find a friendly face. If you don't want to look at the clock, you don't want to look at the door, you don't want to look between people, you don't want to look at the presentation board, you don't want to look at your notes because you feel like, oh my gosh, this is just crazy. It's overwhelming. I'm just going to find a friendly face because that's what I've done in the past. Or if you can't find those things that I've um, used as a tip, if you can't find those things in the classroom, then... Aim to find a friendly face. If your teacher is in the audience or your professor, aim to focus on them if they have a friendly face. If you want to focus on it, if their face isn't friendly, find somebody else and do it quick. But with this tip, be very careful because if you haven't conversed with the person that you found in the audience in your classroom and you look at them like, oh, they have a friendly face, but you've never talked to them, be careful because some people might interpret that friendly look of a three-minute presentation to be an invitation for something else. So you know I have a couple of examples for that that I will share with you. So when I was an undergrad, freshman year, had to take those core classes, and I was in a... No, it wasn't freshman year. It was sophomore year, and it was a summer class. It was a summer English class I was in. And in that class... Our professor told us to explicate a song. So that's where I got that idea from when I started teaching my students. And I had no idea I'd ever do that, which is crazy. But it's not crazy. It's just eye-opening. But we were all in class. And I got an idea of who was in the class. But it was one guy who was in class. He came sporadically like you knew he was in there but you didn't see him every day because those summer courses they're fast paced so you're meeting either Monday through Thursday or Monday through Friday but since that class was an everyday class for I think four weeks I didn't see this guy in class all the time I saw him like I said just a minute ago saw him sporadically so everybody had to get up before the class bring their song with them or bring the lyrics and explicate the song and give the interpretation, all of that, in front of the class. The presentation was supposed to be literally three to four minutes. So I sat on the front row. Okay. My friend sat on the side of me. So I already went. My friend already went. Because it took us three days to get through all of the students to do their presentations. Because it was a packed class. So now... It's this guy who I told you about. He comes in, and he was a real tall, tall guy. Very tall. Very handsome. Very tall. Extremely tall. Very handsome. So he gets up in front of the class, and, you know, his voice was shaking, and you could tell he was nervous. But overall, he did a good job. But when he started presenting, you could tell him he was looking all around the classroom, And I was like, oh. So then he got to the point where he started looking straight at me. So I looked around like, is he looking at me? So then I I looked back and he's still staring at me. And then I looked towards the door. And I was like, and then I looked back at him. And I was like, is he looking at me? This this is crazy. But I was like, okay, he looking at me. So my friend was like, you know him? I was like, nah, but I'd like to. So my friend was trying to figure out, why is he looking at you? This is crazy. So he finishes the presentation. And I'm telling you, his pre- he was looking at me for three to four minutes. Just looking at me only. 
And it got to the point where he's presenting. It's like he was talking to me. So I was like, man, this I know I'm not tripping. Because I looked at my friend like, do you see this? And she's like, girl, I see it. This is crazy. <laughs> so, like I said, the presentation's over. Class is over. And I'm assuming in my mind, like, okay, you fine. You tall. You real tall. So, I mean, you looking at me. So, I mean, what's up? Man... That boy walked outside the classroom into the arms of his girlfriend, gave homegirl a kiss, gave her a hug, and she asked him something to the effect of, babe, how'd you do in your presentation? And they just walked off talking about the presentation. And I was just like, oh, oh. <laughs> and that was it. So I just walked to class. And I was like, ooh. Then I realized, boy, I was used he used me. He used a friendly face to get through his presentation. Because I think I have a friendly face at times. So I guess that time my face was friendly because I thought he was peeping me. But he wasn't peeping me. He already had somebody. But that's what some people do. They use a friendly face to get through. So don't assume somebody fine looking at you that they like you. Because that's not the case all the time. I'm speaking from experience. I'm letting y'all know. I'm letting you know. Now, I had another situation happen as a professor. So I was lecturing, and I had a student look at me, and what he did, it's not the, it wasn't the first time. It happens every semester with somebody. But what he did is he totally misinterpreted me looking at him because when I speak, especially when I'm teaching, I'm looking at everybody because I don't want anybody saying that they feel left out and they didn't, I didn't show any type of, you know, acknowledgement to them, all kinds of stuff you have to deal with. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I try to look at everybody when I'm speaking. This young man, <clears throat> he's not a young man because in college it's not little kids, but what he does is he misinterprets me looking at him to be something, whatever he wanted to be in his mind. So I'm speaking, I'm looking at him. Then he got to the point where he started doing all this suggestive trash. And when I first saw it, I was like, okay, I'm tripping. He is not doing this to me as I'm speaking. So I just kept talking. Then it got to the point I looked back at him. He's still doing this little suggestive trash. Just really getting comfortable with what he's doing. So he got to the point he was on the edge of the seat trying to make these long, gazing, eye contact, I don't know, moments in his mind. I don't know what he was doing. But he just kept doing that trash. So after I did a couple of passes throughout the classroom and he kept this up, I said, you know what, let me go ahead and call this boy out. So... When I'm speaking to him, he got to the point he was winking and licking his lips and just doing all types of crap, <laughs> just straight trash. So when he was winking at me, I just stopped. I said, hey, you all right, man? What's wrong with your eye? Because for a minute, I thought you was winking at me. You trying to get something out your eye? So when I did that, students turned around and they were like, oh, grown people. So he was shocked that I did that. So I took it a step further and I said, hey, hey, man, your, your lips chapped. You all right? Look like you keep licking them. 
You all right, man? You need some chapstick? And he, he turned red. He turned red. His neck was red. And I was like, your neck okay? Because it looked like he, cause he kept doing something with his neck, like, meet me after class. You know what's up. Some kind of gesture he just kept doing. I was like, boy, no. This is out of line. It's an emphatic no. Uh, but that trash got shot down so quick because it just let me know people can interpret anything just by me looking at him and just giving a look of, hey, do you understand this as I'm lecturing? He took it too far, and he's not the only one. He's not the only one. My God. But just if you (laughs) want to look at a friendly face, students, if you want to look at a friendly face, Make sure you look at their friendly face, but don't look too long. Because some, somebody might assume something, or someone might purposefully use that as an invitation to misinterpret something to get something started. And we don't want to get stuff started that should never begin. So you just might want to look at the clock. <laughs> or look between people. Or you might know what I'm about to say. Ask God for wisdom and confidence. To get through the presentation and look at people and not worry about whatever they're doing. You just do what you need to do. Because the more you pray about it and the more you practice, you'll be surprised how you'll overcome and graduate to bigger and better things. But whatever you have going on, even if your enemy is in the audience, don't let them intimidate you or make you nervous or make you feel less than. Just identify your target and press forward because you will have situations where your enemy is in the class or your enemy is in the audience and they feel that, you know, they've done you wrong this many times and you've fallen before them. They feel like, okay, when I do this, um, they're going to be nervous. I had situations like that happen. I had an enemy from kindergarten. Kindergarten. Had to do a presentation when I was working on my doctorate, and she was in the audience. And I don't know why she thought that, um, I'm talking about that girl was my enemy from kindergarten all the way to 12th grade. We went to the same elementary school, middle school, high school. And although we had different breaks and a different path going to college, we went to the same college. And I don't know why that girl thought that she was going to look at me. As if she was going to intimidate me. I don't know why she didn't learn from kindergarten to 12th grade that this stuff don't work. Then it gets to the point where you can just look at people. Because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And you can do it. Don't allow people to feel that they're over you. Now, you respect people in authority. But nobody's over you like that. But they want to judge you, make you feel like you less than. No, God said you more than a conqueror. So you got to walk in that. And the scripture I want to leave you with is Philippians, the fourth chapter and the 13th verse, which reads, You, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. And you probably already have an idea of why I selected that scripture for you. But let me go ahead and reiterate what God already told you. You will have a lot of things and important assignments you will need to complete in life. And they won't always necessarily be academically related. But in the event where you have to complete a life lesson or a college course lesson or presentation, when you feel like you can't do it, 
Remember, God already said you could. You are completing the God-honoring task that is assigned to you with God. Because God already said he'll never leave you nor forsake you. So if he said he'll never leave you nor forsake you, and he said that you can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you, you have to stand on that promise. You have to believe that and you have to walk in it. Even when you feel sad, even when you feel alone, even when you feel scared or ill-equipped, God said that you are able to do all things through him because he is the one who is strengthening you. So if you feel like you can't present, you can. God is strengthening you. If you feel like you can't be your best in each role that you have in life, for example, a parent, a grandparent, a caregiver, a sibling, a spouse, a boss, an employee, a student, a friend, a family member, God said you can do everything and you can do all things because he is strengthening you. It has nothing to do exclusively with doing your work as a higher education student, but it has everything to do with every role that God has given you and every task he has called you to complete. You can do it. You can do it. And as I'm saying this, I'm encouraging myself because at times I feel like, oh my gosh, I have so much to do. This is so overwhelming. It's so much. But you have to wake up. You have to have that resilience. You have to declare this every day. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. I am in the palm of God's hand. God split the Red Sea open. God can work any situation out for me. God is surrounding me. No weapon formed against me will prosper. I'm above, I'm not beneath. I'm a lender, I'm not a borrower. Okay? All things are working together for my good because I love God and I've been called according to his purpose. God knows the plans he has for me. Plans to prosper and not to harm me. Plans to give me a hope in the future. And I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. If you believe that, you'd be surprised how you'll have some divine reversals in your life and how you will move forward and accelerate because your trust is in God and not man and what they think of you, okay? So receive the declared promises God already said to you. Live and walk confidently in them. And don't focus on what others say you can't do. Focus on what God said you can do, all right? Thank you for tuning in. And if you want to connect with me on social media, you can find me at college underscore success tips, where you will see encouraging college tips and updates. And feel free to subscribe to the podcast so that I can continuously encourage you in your academic and personal God honoring targeted goals. Peace and God bless.